Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Well, good morning, everyone. I'm sitting here with my cup of coffee that will hopefully be finished soon, so you get a, a caffeinated version of me. 
Um, I hope that everyone is having the most amazing day. I'm really, really excited for um, my segment today. I was I was thinking on you know what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and for those of you who are new to me, um, I'm Hannah. I'm 24. From Chicago, recently moved to New York City on a whim. I own a marketing agency. I have an all-female team. Um, and I also do a lot of coaching and teaching surrounding entrepreneurship. Um, and some of you probably know, this is not a promo. It's just like context for what I'm about to say. I um, have this master class called Level Up. It's pretty successful, I would say. Um, and it's a six-week situation. And this week is week one. So I um, last night I had 60 women that started. And then Saturday I have 60 women that started. And what I'm going to share with you guys is I'm literally going to basically read week one. And this is what I did for my first ever um, like time speaking in Breakfast with Champions. When I got my segment, this is what I did week one. And um, I, I just realized that most of you that are listening probably you know, weren't there that specific day that I, that I got to speak on, on that Wednesday. And I believe it was the spring or maybe early summer. I don't know. Um, and... I, I really hope that you that you enjoy it. Um, some more context. Uh, my 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 masterclass was created because women kept asking me questions about how I built my business and what I majored in, and it killed me because I know that what you major in in college really doesn't matter, especially for um, Obviously, for certain fields, it does, like if you're becoming a doctor or a lawyer. But if you want to be an entrepreneur, own a marketing agency like I do, that's not um, where you're going to learn what you need to build a business, right? Um, but, oh, God, Bella's barking. Bella, you're going to be quiet. Um, but... Before I got into the nitty-gritty of building a business and all of that, I decided to dedicate week one specifically to mindset, and that's what I'm going to share with you guys today. And the reason behind that is because when people ask, you know, like, why are you, like, what do you attribute your success to it at such a relatively young age, it's 100% mindset. Like, people have no idea how much their mindset is getting in their own way. We get in our own way so much every single day. Um, and, and ultimately, if you can start to uncover the ways in which you're getting in your own way, right, that's when you can really start to tap into your potential um, and, and you make your dreams come true. So that's kind of context background for what I'm going to talk about for the next, um, I'm going to try to make it 20 minutes. So we have a couple minutes at the end for like questions, comments. Hopefully no concerns, but, you know, all, all the things. Um, but with that said, let's get right into it. Going to have one last coffee sip. Mm. Okay. Let's go. So, um, and, you know, just one little last thing about getting out of your own way. Um, for me, like, I without getting into too much detail or getting too, too dark at 8.30 in the morning, I, like most of you, you know, have dealt with my fair share of stuff, right? And um, I, I hit, a, you know, objectively a, a decent level of success. I was making six figures before the time I was 21. And, you know, if you were from the outside looking in, things were pretty great, right? Um, but that was very, very far from my 
my potential. And, and, and still in this moment today, I, I definitely don't believe that I have reached my potential. Um, it wasn't, things didn't really start to take off for me, right? Like go from six to seven figures and a million other things that are, I think, more important and more indicative of success than money. Um, things didn't really start to change for me until I took my personal growth seriously, until I really um, made a commitment in, in therapy and beyond. And um, a lot, basically, I'm going to talk about all of that right now. Um, so that's just like context. So I don't want to say that like if you don't address your personal growth and your mind and all of your stuff, you can't be successful because that's not true. Um, it's just you can't um, fully reach your potential, right? Okay, imposter syndrome. Just go if you if, just go with me here. I know that this word gets thrown around like a disgusting amount, okay? But I'm gonna actually talk about what it is, and then I'm going to explain how it's holding you back and then what we can do about it. Um, so let's talk about what it actually is because imposter syndrome, that word gets thrown around. It's like pretty much chuggy at this point, but just go with me here. Okay. So imposter syndrome is the feeling that you are an imposter, right? As, as the name implies, um, it's this feeling or this underlying fear that at any moment you could be found out, right? Um, to be undeserving, unqualified, or a fraud. It's this, it's this underlying like paranoia, knowing rationally that you are all of these things, but feeling like you're not. And if you've ever taken a psych class, you've probably heard the term cognitive dissonance before, right? Cognitive dissonance is when your your um, actions and your emotions or your feelings are are out of alignment. And cognitive dissonance certainly or sorry, imposter syndrome quite literally is, hold on, my phone is frozen. Uh-oh. Okay, there we go. Um, cognitive dissonance, uh, sorry, imposter syndrome is a form of cognitive dissonance, right? So you have all of these things, all of these external indications that you're skilled and competent and amazing, but you don't actually believe that you are, right? So you often may experience cognitive dissonance between what you know other people think about you, like everyone knows you're so successful and smart and all these things, but you don't actually think that about yourself, right? So you might think you're not good enough, you're not ready, etc. And lastly, imposter syndrome is very, very much a product of society, right? Imposter syndrome occurs amongst high achievers who are unable to internalize and accept their success. We often attribute our accomplishments to luck, and that is probably because our society places such a tremendous amount of pressure on achievement, and that can lead to our confusion between approval, love, and worthiness. And then our self-worth becomes wrongly contingent on achieving, right? Um, so that is kind of in a nutshell what imposter syndrome is. Um, Imposter syndrome definitely occurs between men and women. It occurs a little bit more, um, more in women, though. 66% of women experience imposter syndrome, and like kind of the trifecta for who is most at risk per se um, is high achieving women that have a fear of failure. It's like a Venn diagram with three circles: high achieving women with a fear of failure. But again, obviously, men experience it too. Okay, um, I'm going to read some statements. And if they apply to you and you're up on stage, feel free to give me a mic flash. If you're sitting, you know, in the audience listening, maybe, you know, raise a, just, 
you can physically raise a hand or if you want to like literally raise a hand, you can also do that. That might actually be kind of fun. Um, and we can see, you know, how many hands are raised at the end. Um, all right. Do you ever feel like all of your accomplishments have been due to luck, chance, appearance, or connections? Do you ever worry that you're going to be exposed as a fraud? Do you feel an incredible amount of pressure to not fail in order to avoid being found out? Do you feel like everyone around you is smarter than you or works harder than you or does a better job than you? Do you find yourself terrified of making mistakes and constantly believing you're likely to make one? Oh my God, hand raising wasn't even on. I don't know if I'm allowed to turn it on. So if you're in the audience, just you can physically raise your hand. It's like a mental check-in. Okay. Um, are you afraid that people important to you may find out that you're not as capable as they think you are? Do you always have the sense that someone is going to figure out that you don't know what you're doing or that you may have made a mistake? Do you tend to downplay success and tell yourself it's no big deal? Do you attribute your success to it being an easy task or have a hard time accepting compliments? I'll tell you that I've read this list now for over a thousand women when I teach. Um, and there's one girl that didn't raise her hand out of those a thousand. This incredible, brilliant, young 16 year old. She's the youngest person I've ever had in my master class. And um, yeah, she's the one. And I hope, I hope, hope, hope so much that that doesn't change as she gets older. Um, so yeah. Moral of the story, right? I'm sure a lot of you, probably most of you, if not all of you, raised your hand at least once. And all of those individually were examples of imposter syndrome. You did not need to raise your hand for all of them. If you raised your hand at all at any point, that's imposter syndrome, right? So let's talk about like why, why I'm talking about this. It's like, okay, what's the point? Clearly we're all you know, having these thoughts, who cares? Um, also, I just want to acknowledge that like the name feels, um, oh my God, hold on, my cleaning, hold on. I need 15 minutes meeting. Sorry, my incredible cleaning lady is here. I'm sorry if that's not relatable, but it should be because there's no shame in having people help you. I'm very, very much a believer in that and finding incredible people and outsourcing. We can talk about that next week. Mary Lou, if you're in New York, hit me up for an amazing person to help you. Okay, um, let's talk about why this matters, right? You start a project. This can be a new job. This can be a, literally a new project in school. This can be a new project at work, a new client, anything. Um, if you own your own business, it can just be, you know, a new project you're working on, a website, anything. You start some type of a project, right? Then we tend to experience anxiety, self-doubt, and worry, okay? So these are thoughts like, oh my God, what if I'm not good enough? What if I let everyone down? Um, everyone is so much better than me. This is going to, you know, suck. What if I don't get it done in time? What if I get fired over than this? I'm not good enough. Like, I can't get it. Whatever, right? You get it. Then usually one of two things tends to happen. Either we over-prepare or procrastinate, right? Um, sometimes 
people will do one of the others. Maybe sometimes you, you know, you, you bounce back and forth. I'm a procrastinator. Oftentimes it's just kind of, you know, gets coined as laziness, but really it's like an anxiety avoidance response because we don't want to deal with all of those thoughts of anxiety, self-doubt and worry. Right. And over-preparing can sometimes be, you know, like praised, but that's actually coming from not the best place. That's really coming from the fear that if you don't go so over the top, you're not going to be able to do a sufficient job. Right. So not good. So we over-prepare prepare or procrastinate. Then when we actually do the thing, we tend to ignore any and all positive feedback, just focus on the negative, and then we use that to affirm all of those thoughts of anxiety, self-doubt, and worry. And then we start a new project, and it happens again, and it's literally a circle. Like, I'm literally looking at a flowchart right now, like a circle flowchart, um, like a loop, right? The reason this matters... I'll tell you the same example that I said last night when I taught, right? Um, and I, I talk in terms of clients because that's just like I own a marketing agency. I'm in the client business, right? Let's say you're talking to a client and you want them to whatever the amount is. Let's say it's $5,000 a month, right? You're, you're pitching them and you want them to pay you $5,000 a month to handle whatever. They're not going to do that. They're not going to hire you and pay you $5,000 a month because they feel bad for you or because they're doing you a favor, right? They're going to shell out $5,000 a month because they believe in you and your skill set and your accomplishments and what you can provide to them, right? They believe that if they invest $5,000 a month in your services, they are going to see a greater return on their investment because of what you can provide to them. So if you are walking into meetings, whether they're physical meetings or on Zoom, with any self-doubt, if you're playing small, right, if your head's down, you are giving them a reason to hire one of the many other options. I just went through this, just did a major round of hiring last week. If anyone had a lack of confidence in themselves, that's just giving me reasons to be concerned to work with them, right? And when there's so many other options, I would much, it's scary enough as a business owner, right? You want to work with someone that's confident, so confident in their ability so that you can be confident in them too. So if you are experiencing all this anxiety, self-doubt and worry, imposter syndrome, I promise that it is holding you back and that it is hurting you. And that the biggest thing that will affect success is your mindset, right? Because if you have the confident mindset, you know that you will say yes to opportunities. You'll Google, you'll figure it out. You'll confidently approach mentors that can help you. You'll, you'll create these opportunities for yourself. It's not, like we can get into all of the technicalities of the algorithm and you know all of these little things. If you don't have the right mindset, none of that matters, right? Um, two incredible quotes. You might have heard me, um, share one or both of them before. Maya Angelou, the prize-winning author, once said after publishing her 11th book that every time she wrote another one, she'd think to herself, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I've run a game on everybody. Right? Maya Angelou. Michelle Obama, okay, before speaking to a gigantic, um, group of people said, I still have a little bit of imposter syndrome. It doesn't go away. That feeling that you shouldn't take me that seriously. What do I know? 
I share that with you because we all have doubts in our abilities about our power and what that power is, right? So if you're sitting there having all of those thoughts, the ones that I asked you guys to raise your hands about, right? Those thoughts feel very powerful because you think that they're real. But when you realize that everyone else was raising their hand and when you realize that Michelle Obama and Maya Angelou and probably a lot of other successful women and people in general have those same thoughts, you realize that those thoughts aren't that special to you and they're not actually true, right? Politics aside, we can look at Michelle Obama and Maya Angelou um, and, you know, I, I personally will look at Michelle Obama as one of the most brilliant, accomplished, um, poised, intelligent, successful women of all time, right? So for her to have that imposter syndrome, for her to question why people should take her that seriously, and I can look at that and say, wow, that's, that's crazy. Why would she ever have those thoughts? That really just shows you that all of those thoughts are not based in reality at all. And if you're waiting for something else and then you think that those thoughts will go away, you're doing it wrong. If you're waiting to hit a certain income level, to lose a certain amount of weight, for something to happen for a person, a partner, a guy, a girl, whatever, you're probably going to like kill yourself to get that thing. And then the thoughts aren't going to change. You have to actively change the thoughts, right? Um, all right. Let's go through five ways that you can kind of start to overcome this, right? First is what we're doing right now. You have to acknowledge that something is, exists. You have to stop the silence in order to overcome it. And again, I know it's a really scary sounding word, but like, I wish that there was a less scary sounding term. Everyone has it, right? It's just a matter of, are you going to actively combat this or not? Okay. Second is to separate feelings from fact. Okay. I'm going to share with you probably the most impactful thing that my therapist ever said to me. I have an incredible therapist. I talk about her often. She said, Hannah, you are the thinker, not the thought. You are the thinker, not the thought. And I'll be honest with you, it took a while for that to click for me, right? I did not understand what she meant at first. Um, but she meant that we are simply the beings that think thoughts. We are not those thoughts. Our only job is to, you know, shine a light on that thought. They just want to be acknowledged and let it pass. Just because we think something doesn't make it true. We think thousands of weird things all day. We have weird dreams, right? Just because you think something does not make it true. You are simply the thinker, not the thought. So just because you feel a certain way, it doesn't mean that you are that way right? So just because you feel like you're not good enough, that doesn't mean that you're not good enough. That just means you're having the thought that you're not good enough, right? Um, manifest success and affirm yourself. Um, without getting too wooey about manifestation, it's not magic. It works, okay? Um, when you go and buy a red car, suddenly you notice a tremendous uh, amount of more red cars on the road, right? Um, when the, the amount of red cars on the road didn't change, it's just your awareness, right? There is too much stimulation for us to, to process everything that we encounter in the world. So our brains select what, you know, what, what we think subconsciously is important for us to pay attention to, right? Um, that is, I'm trying to find a way to easily explain this. So 
if you're in a dialogue, if you're, if you're, if the narrative you're telling yourself is I'm not good enough, right? I'm never going to be successful. Our subconscious seeks for things to affirm that. And that's what it brings into our awareness, right? Our subconscious is just trying to affirm what we tell ourselves. Okay. So if you, if you tell yourself that you only attract an awful partner, you are going to seek out awful partners. If you're manifesting every morning and you're focusing on what you are trying to call into your life, right? So this is speaking in the present tense. I am successful. I own a, a seven-figure business that brings me fulfillment and joy. I am in a happy and healthy, fulfilling relationship, right? If you can start to shift your mindset to that and bring that into your awareness, that is what your subconscious will pay attention to. That is what you in case you're like still like I don't buy it um this is like how it actually changes opportunities for you I this is like the example that I use I was walking past a coffee shop while I was on a walk with my friends a year and a half ago in downtown Chicago saw this coffee shop under construction walked past it decided to turn around pop in I introduced myself to the manager and they became a client when they opened, right? Um, that's a short story, short version. Moral of the story though, I was actively manifesting business opportunities at that during that summer. Like I was constantly saying like business opportunities are coming to me, right? So when I walked past a new business under construction in my neighborhood, I saw that as, oh, business opportunity versus if I was not, I probably just would have thought, oh, cool, new coffee shop, right? So it literally changes the way that you process the world around you and what comes into your awareness. Fake it till you make it or as Nick Champagne says, if he's here, act as if, okay? Um, act as if, like literally like 13 going on 30 style, if you woke up tomorrow as, you know, whatever your dream is, you would handle tomorrow differently, right? But act as if, act as if you are already all of those things. If you are waiting to feel confident in order to have, you know, if, if you're waiting until like you have something to feel a certain way, that's, that's the opposite approach, right? You have to act as if today and then those opportunities will be created for you. If this is really hard for you, I like to like personally think of Olivia Pope from Scandal and I ask myself, I'm like, okay, like what would she do today, right? Like how would she handle this situation? Because um, it can feel like kind of like fraudulent and weird, you know, it might feel fake, it might feel strange if you've been used to, if you're, um, if you've been playing small for a long time, you know, it's, it's a big like system overhaul. And then lastly, check the facts and flip the script, right? So it's a lot of reframes. I like to always say you're not responsible for your first thought. You're responsible for your second thought and your first action, right? So you're not responsible for your first thought. You're responsible for your second thought and your first action. So if you have the thought, I'm a failure, okay, fine, cool. We can't control our thoughts. What's next? That's when you say, oh, no. Oh, no, we're not. We don't do that anymore. I am X, I'm Y, I'm Z. When you're feeling yourself, I would encourage you to like create some, some of the people I've coached do this, like a, a hype list in your phone. Everything that you love about yourself from your career to physical traits, like everything. And when you're feeling down, you can read that because those are your facts, right? My therapist, when I would, when I would say, you know, oh, I'm not good enough, you know, just whatever I would say, she would say, really? 
what what facts do you have to support that? Usually there are none. Usually there's a lot more facts to support the opposite, right? It's a lot of that and it's a lot of those active like reframes, flipping the script. So let's say you walk into a meeting and you're like, oh my God, I definitely am out, in play, out of place. I do not deserve to be here. All these people are so much smarter and so much more successful than me. You have to stop yourself, right? That's the first thought, okay? What's the second thought? What's the reframe? All of these people are so smart, but so am I. And I deserve my seat at this table just as much as everyone, right? Um, so that's, those are your five. Stop the silence. You are the thinker, not the thought. Manifest success and affirm yourself. Act as if, and then check the facts and flip the script. Um, that's kind of imposter syndrome in a nutshell. I know that I talked really fast. I wanted to get it all in and leave a couple minutes for questions or comments. And we have about three. So if anyone has questions for me or something to add, please feel free to chime in. Hannah, that was absolutely amazing. Let me just tell you, I'm like, <laughs> gracious, you are just really killing it. And, and I think the thing that shocks me sometimes, because I don't know that people think that, like they walk into a room and go, you know, I'm not uh, deserving and all that. I didn't know that, that that's something that really happens to people. Um, because even for me being blind, I, I'm telling you, it's like a gift and a curse, right? So, you know, when I walk in a room, it's just people, right? It's just people. And, um, you know, I know that there it, there's some great stuff about me and there's some stuff that I totally do not, but you know, I mean, hey, it doesn't matter though, right? So, so where someone else's strength is, that might be my weakness, and it might be the other way around. Uh, my doctor once told me I do teach personal finance and whatnot, and I, my doctor once told me, um, he said he was interested in one of my services, and I'm like, really? You're a doctor? He was like, yeah, I know medicine, you know finance. Let's all help each other out. I said, wow, okay. It's a blind master. I'm done, y'all. This is Tora Maria, and I totally agree with that. Hannah, when you started, I'm like, yeah, no, I think I got these under control. This is not going to be me. And you started listing out those things, and I'm just like, dang it, here we go again. So just awesome segment. I really appreciate your examples and even the relatability of it all. Thank you. Hannah, this is Monica in the turquoise ring. Loved your segment this morning. Um, to add on to what um, the blind master and Dora Maria just said, I think it's really important in terms of awareness for us to realize the areas of our life where we really do feel like rock stars. Like there are certain areas where I am like, mm, I am Dwayne the Rock Johnson and no one can stop me. And then there are areas where I'm like, oh, I don't have a clue. And let's allow ourselves to look at the areas where we are Dwayne the Rock Johnson and take practices and thought patterns and behaviors and evidence from those areas and suck them over into the other areas so that we can begin to build that congruency between those areas. Thank you again so much. This is Monica in the Turquoise Circle and I'm done. Thank you guys so much. It's so inspiring and you know incredible, all of you individually. Um, you know, and, and, and Dora Maria, that's exactly why that I read those examples, because it's easy to be like, oh, a big word. Yeah, I got that. Doesn't apply to me. But when, when, when you read the all those specific questions, it's like, ooh, yeah, I feel that one. Um, anyone else of anything that you feel kind of like called to share or add? We have like one more minute, so feel free. Hi, Hannah, this is Laura. 
Hi, so, Laura. <laughs> I actually have this problem and I feel like it's severe. I feel that every day. I feel it here right now on this stage. So I feel, do I need therapy? Like, I never thought about going to therapy, but it's something that I feel might be an impediment to, to growing. Um, yeah, I mean, I will totally tell you my opinion on therapy, an amazing question, and um, then I'll toss it over to, to Sarah for an incredible reset. Um, look, I think that everyone could benefit from therapy. When I have children one day, they will be in therapy. Um, therapy is, in my opinion, just an example, uh, an opportunity for you to understand more about yourself. Um, it's a it's a space for you to you know share things and um, decompress with someone that's unbiased and that you can trust and that has your best interest at heart if you find the right one. Um, if you're an adult, it's a chance for you to really understand a lot of the ways in which you know your childhood, whether it was traumatic or not, how that holds you back. I think ultimately a lot of us as adults. Um, especially if you haven't done a lot of work in therapy, you don't realize how much we're getting in our own way um, and how, how, you know, a lot of the reasons why the way in which we are is out of protection and their, you know, defense mechanisms that we, um, that we uh, kind of ad adopted as children. So I think in a space like therapy, it doesn't need to be this, like, there's a stigma that, like, oh, you have to be like sick to go to therapy. No, like, I think, Every single person will benefit from therapy. It's literally just a chance for you to get to know yourself better, to realize the ways in which you're holding yourself back, to see what you can do differently to achieve success in any in any right, whether that's you want more out of your relationships, out of your career, out of your success. I mean, most of the incredibly successful people I know go to therapy and continue to go to therapy when there when there aren't, you know, um, awful situations going on. So I'm a big believer in therapy. I think that everyone could and should go. Um, and that's, you know, that's that's my opinion. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.